This is In the Know for Tuesday, July 20, the 201st day of 2021. There are 164 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Governor Bashir, Dr. Stephen Stack, uh, they have some information on COVID-19 yesterday. We'll tell you about that. Lacey Bowen from the Luttrell Staffing Group will stop by for a conversation. We'll talk to her. And we will give you a chance to win via the water cooler question. It will be your chance to win that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. Two-time Silver Sow nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, and even... Where are you going today, Sam? Uh, fiscal court meeting. Fiscal court meeting. <laughs> uh, including uh, downtown Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. You had to make me think about that for a second. I was like, wait, what is today? Yeah, Morning, today's Sam. Tuesday. Morning. How you doing? Good, how are you? Is there not some 7-on-7 seven seven action today? There is football? some 7-on-7 seven seven action. But you're not but, covering it. But because of good old fiscal court meetings. Because of Kevin Henderson, Because, basically. yes. Blame everything I, I, on yeah, Kevin no, Henderson. Yeah, no, I will fully blame everything on Kevin Henderson. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Um, so, uh... The Cougars are in action, though, tonight at Meade County. They play Nelson County at 5 at, o'clock, at, and... At Meade County, they play Nelson County. And then they also play Fort very, Knox at Meade County. This is all very confusing to me, but yes. uh, Fort Knox at Meade County. Yes. We say good morning over there at chair number three. He hasn't been in in a while. He is the... Uh, for one, he doesn't know how to find the center of his camera frame. He is the... <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's just doing the Chris Collinsworth slot. <laughs> He's the tallest banker you know. Oh, high pockets himself. Mr. Stephen Smith. Good morning. Greetings. How you doing? Well, better now than I'm in frame. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, did you want to be half in frame, half out of frame? It might be a benefit for anybody that's watching um, yeah. live to not see my self. I... I I think it's evident that you're here this morning that you didn't have $28 million to spend on the Blue Origin flight into uh, lower orbit. Um, I was about sixth or seventh on the list and got bumped last minute. The 84-year-old lady kicked me out. You got outbid? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your your high bid was 27500000 Got up to twenty six five, <laughs> And you and bowed just out. just couldn't pull the trigger. Did they send you a paddle for bidding or was it all electronic? Did you have to hold up your paddle to bid? 26 and some change. Actually, we all met in um, uh, Moscow a couple weeks ago for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so I have been I've been pretty distracted this morning watching the Blue Origin flight into space. Jeff Bezos, uh, really remarkable. 21 years after he was selling books out of his garage, he is able to uh, go into space at least for 10 minutes or so in you know, some early what will be recreational space travel. So I was really uh, impressed with it. I got to give them a little credit, too. I, I first, you know, you have the person who does the T-minus the countdown. And, I want to uh, be that guy. Uh, well, in this case, it was a gal. Oh. And so I thought, don't they need, doesn't Blue Origin need to use A-L-E-X-A? Doesn't it need to be her voice? But then. But, yeah, because now you can put Shaq. 
Yes. But it I just, want Shaq to count down. If everything you know about Amazon is A L E X A and that voice, doesn't she need to be the voice of uh of, of launch command? And while they didn't get her, they did get someone who sounded a whole lot like her. If you go back and listen to the launch, like ah, I see what they're doing there. They're pretty determined to uh but yeah, that would be fun to be the Yeah, go flight, go for now, go for launch. Now I heard Rick asking Bubba the question, if money wasn't an answer, uh, a a worry, would you do it? Um, if if somebody said I'll pay for it if you go for ten minutes, yeah, I would definitely do it for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would do exactly what they did today. You wouldn't do any for more. I mean, I would go twelve minutes, fifteen minutes. I would go. It was over as as quick as it got uh, as quick as it got started. The one thing that I did notice: no NASA flights, no SpaceX flights, none of these military related flights. Did you hear? Any of the passengers or the astronauts saying "yippee" and "yeehaw," but you could hear you you could hear them talking inside the capsule as far as their experience goes, and there were shouts of of glee and delight, and thinking this is clearly recreational space travel. They're like riding a roller coaster. They're ri- like riding a roller coaster. This was not some you know military mission where we're delivering a payload to the International Space Station of solar panels for the future of mankind and blah, blah, blah. It was yippee. Yeah. Look, Disney's not so expensive anymore when you <laughs> no. think about it. I told Mark before, I think the most remarkable thing of all of it is how quick they were able to process their COVID test while they were up there <laughs> in order to get back. Before they could, re- I mean, before they could re-enter. You know, that's state-of-the-art stuff. <laughs> I'd say, listen, Amazon knows how to do about anything. At least three or four million of the price tag. That's right. Uh, clearly. Uh, quiet. What would they have done if one of them tested positive? And couldn't come back. They to kick them out. Kick them out. <laughs> kick them out the window. Good yeah. question. I I was really impressed at how soft the landing was. I mean, the last fifteen hundred feet, they were only falling at a rate of about fifteen, sixteen miles an hour. Landed in the desert, kind of a soft touchdown. And I did see in their seat mechanism, they had springs built into the seat. So when they even they took the sixteen mile an hour impact, they just kind of went. Bring. Well, see, I missed when they when it broke apart. So I just looked up because I wasn't watching closely, and all of a sudden I just saw a stream falling down, and I thought, "Oh my goodness, did, yeah. some, did something happen?" Abort! Yeah, like, <laughs> it's it's by design <laughs> yes, that they yes. that they do that. Uh, quiet weather to rule the week. We're going to see rain chances remain low. Our next front from nearing uh, next front will be coming through the area on Thursday and Friday. Some of the hazy conditions you're seeing this morning are a result of the California or out west wildfires, some of that smoke getting caught up into the jet stream and coming across the country. So got a little bit of a haze today. It will be hot. We'll see uh, 90 as the high, mostly clear, 70 as the low tonight, and then partly cloudy tomorrow with a high of 90 degrees to be expected for your Wednesday. It was a uh, tumultuous day on Wall Street yesterday as stocks skid, as virus Fears shook markets from uh, New York to Tokyo. You saw a bit of a uh, some pandemic worries as stocks lowered. S and P down one point six percent. The Dow Jones slumped uh, to seven by seven twenty five eighty one, or down two point one percent. Stephen, that must be really hard for a banker on a day like that because I know on a normal day you spend your entire day counting all the money in the vault. <laughs> Just to start again the next day, but after a sell-off on Wall Street, does it make it harder for you because there's a, there's a whole lot of difference in your start number and your end number when you z out for the day? I mean, in the vault. 
Well, it, it's interesting. Uh, the The world of finance is, is a broad uh, brush that, that people paint with. Uh, the stock market's one of those canvases that I don't get to very much. Yeah. I go with a 401K, and, and my plan is long-term, uh, and hopefully I won't um, – I won't get hurt, but uh, as far as watching the market every day, uh, doesn't have a direct impact on the type of banking I do. So, oh, okay. I, and I'm thinking, for me, a, a one point drop or one percent drop is hmm. not that big of a deal. But, so I'm totally out of the loop. So that means, so you don't have to count the money every day at the end of when Wall Street closes. You don't have to go count all the money in the vault. Um, I'm not at liberty to discuss oh, okay. any form of cash. I thought that's how it worked. Sorry, I didn't Either understand. Either on air or off. So just make that clear. <laughs> so don't be asking me during a break is what you're saying. I got it. Uh, Governor Bashir and Dr. Stephen Stack resumed. I don't know if they resumed, but they had a briefing yesterday beyond since they kind of stopped their scheduled briefing back a few weeks ago. But the um, they are imploring Kentuckians to get vaccinated as the Delta variant spreads. He said, he being the governor, said, we have the most aggressive variant that we have seen to date in our battle against COVID. It's a serious, even deadly threat to unvaccinated Kentuckians. If more adults don't get vaccinated, it's not just the adults who pay the price. It's our kids who will. A couple of weeks ago, we had zero red counties, and now we have uh, seven or eight as of I think this morning, but their recommendation is all unvaccinated Kentuckians should wear masks indoors when not in their home. Kentuckians at higher risk for COVID-19 due to pre-existing conditions should wear masks indoors when not in their home. Vaccinated Kentuckians in jobs with significant public exposure considered should consider wearing a mask at work and all unvaccinated Kentuckians when eligible should be vaccinated immediately. So are we going back? No. No, I think it's pretty much one of these things that you're on the you're on the vaccine train or you're off it, and at this point the train is going to keep on going no matter what. I, I don't think, think anything can stop it at this point unless it gets really, really, really bad. I think if you go back and watch uh, pandemic history, whether it's you know 1918 or uh, you know various ones you can study around the globe, there are these little rollers. You know, you have first wave, you have second wave, you had subsequent waves, but they're much smaller. And it looks like we're going to go through one of those. And I think you're, uh, and I think we're in one. I think that the summer and the congregating and, you know, removing of the masks. I would like to remind everyone on June the 11th, the governor said unvaccinated people, the restrictions on restaurants and limitations were ended. And they basically said, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. They never gave the green light to said everybody stop wearing masks. But what it did was it allowed unvaccinated people to just say, well, the vaccinated people aren't, so I'm not going to either. And then, so you've seen the spread spike back up just a little bit. That makes perfect mathematical uh, mathematical sense. But if you just, it, th- that shows that the spread is, is still, we're going to go through another one of these little spikes and the most unfortunate part is that here we are with the people that can't get vaccinated are the youngest people under 12. Yeah. So the, you know, the two, the two to eight, the two to 10, the two to 12. And here we are with schools about to resume. And now you've got the journal of pediatrics or the Academy of pediatrics saying kids should wear masks in schools, vaccinated or not. 
and now you've got the CDC over here not changing their messaging yet. This is going to turn – I fear this is going to turn into a mess for school systems. Yeah, I feel – I do not envy our school leaders whatsoever. Let me revise. I don't know if it's going to turn into a mess. I think the mess may be continuing, whereas at the end of last school year, maybe there was a feeling of, okay, we got through that. Well, here we are in August about, and maybe our issues are continuing. It just seems like to me it's throughout the whole thing early on when the pandemic first hit was very difficult to find out any actual information. Everybody had an opinion, but the facts were tough to get. At this point, I think we don't have it all figured out, but we have more facts where you know whatever side of the fence you're on on the vaccine, you can find information, okay, I want to get it or I don't want to get it. And at this point, I guess why do we still govern that? Uh, People that are not taking the vaccine have a reason they're not taking the vaccine, and aren't they accepting the risk? Um that's associated with not getting the vaccine. Yes, they are. And that's where I drew that kind of June 11th date that even though even though I was vaccinated in uh in March, I went from March to June in proper settings, mm-hmm. wearing masks to help protect those that had not had an opportunity to be vaccinated. Like that was that was the responsible thing and that was being a good citizen. It was trying to protect and get through this process. Then when June 11th came, that was a signal to everyone that said, okay, if you've opted not to, then everyone's going to suffer the good and bad consequences mm-hmm. to your decision-making. And there were, there are people, I think, every day who decide, you know, I probably should go ahead and do this now that I'm now that my arm's not being twisted or I'm not being told I have to or I think there's a lot of if maybe we would just take some of the pressure off you would find people who are so dogmatic about not doing it they may decide you know in the end this is probably the best thing for me it's hard to backtrack yeah you know once you get so once you get so strongly opinionated on something it's hard to go oh well maybe i should revise my thinking well i think one of the things with masks since the beginning is that the the reason why they said to wear masks was that masks are made to protect others from yourself Mm -hmm. not necessarily to protect you from others and i think so now that you're vaccinated it was more of you're keeping the mask on to protect everyone else and now everyone else has had the opportunity that's especially when there was a demand for vaccine for vaccines and people were on waiting list, and you had to get appointments. And then we went through a two-month period, and I guess they're still available today, where you can walk in about anywhere and get one on demand as needed. So now if you've not got one, it's not because the, you've been deprived. It's because you've opted not to for whatever reason. And so as a as an adult, then you suffer the consequences to the good ones and the bad ones as a result of that. But now there's another group of people, our younger people, who maybe they don't make those decisions for themselves or because of their age they don't yet qualify so do we need to do we need to treat them with special status to protect them until we can figure out more of where it where the vaccine is age appropriate for our kids that there's a special nuance to that demographic that maybe adults aren't dealing with right now and i don't know how to figure that out and that population, and I don't, one person getting sick and uh, one fatality is too many, but wasn't that population or that age group 
the effects were just very minimal to them as far as side effects and mm-hmm. lasting things. Um, I, I don't know. The, the, the damage that it can cause is minimal. Yeah. But the spreadability of this variant right, is yeah. much higher. And so it spreads like wildfire much faster. So they're carriers of it. I think the worry is is that they take it home to grandma. Well, and then grandma goes to the but, senior center and But grandma's been vaccinated. Hopefully. Well, hopefully. I, I mean, yes. overwhelming percentage yes. of yeah. you know, when you just start you start at 80 and then work your mm-hmm. way down it gets, yeah, it's really you high. Know, so it's the it's the Delta variant that's contagious among. So if you've got an eight year old kid, say you've got a thirty year old, you know, thirty year old parent who's opted, nah, it's, I'm too young, I don't need it or whatever. That's where it's, and that's what causes the fourth hump. You know, that's what causes the hump in the waning days of those rollers you get from the pandemic. Or best I can tell, I'm not an expert, but whoa, 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 say that, say that last part. <laughs> Oh, oh, this surely <laughs> Do we need that on a hockey? Surely isn't, isn't, news, isn't news to you, I would think. Hey, a national campaign has been launched aimed at bringing awareness to motorists to move over when first responders are working on the side of roadways. Kentucky State Police, along with other border states, initiated the move over enforcement effort on Sunday. All 50 states have enacted move over laws, but very few Kentucky and, or very few Americans know they exist, according to the state police. Kentucky passed a law in 2003 requiring motorists to move to the adjacent lane when approaching an emergency or public safety vehicle. It's impossible if it's impossible for un- or unsafe to change lanes, motorists must slow down and use caution. I have always felt this to be common sense. I'm having a hard time believing that this many years later we're struggling we're still struggling with this. Our truckers the guys that are on the road guys and gals that are on the road the most and if you watch their tendencies whether it's an emergency or not, if there's a vehicle on the shoulder, yeah, they I get do. over. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I've adopted that myself. And That's why I love Waze because mm. I have that on my Apple Car CarPlay. Mm-hmm. So it'll tell me, you know, in half a mile there is a car reported on the shoulder, right. or there's police up here. Be prepared which is to get yeah, over. Maybe the best one. Yeah. Slam the brakes <laughs> and slow down uh, before you go around the curve. I would kind of like to double down on this move over campaign. Uh-oh. Like while, while we're at it, can can we start up? A more vocal move over effort for slow uh, for fast lane campers. Mm, hey, yeah. pick it up. <laughs> Just get out of the way. Yeah. Just move out of the fast lane. My my dad refers to the outside as the hammer lane. So if you got a slow car in the hammer lane, it's tough. See, that's why I love sixty five compared to seventy one because yeah. you got three lanes. Mm-hmm. Seventy one from Louisville to Cincinnati is only two lanes. Ooh, so yeah. you you can you can be going and then next thing you know you got two going seventy right next to one another and you're trapped for three miles until one gets off. Yeah. I don't know that we'll get to it, but I read this morning uh, speaking of motorists, we say we want flying cars. We can't get it right on the ground. I don't Good know point. if I want you know, there's a bunch of bunch of people I don't want in flying cars because they they can't get right with four tires on the ground. We gotta get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Be- 
Today is Moon Day, the anniversary of the first lunar landing in 1969. It is Ugly Truck Day, it is Lollipop Day, and it is Nap Day. It is also Tuesday, so that means we say good morning to Lacey Bowen with the Luttrell Staffing Group. Luttrell Staffing Group returns to the Center on Main today for a Bell Cheese hiring event. Good morning, Lacey. Welcome back. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Thank you. I know you all are probably off to a busy start, or or maybe you'll get started in a little while. You start at uh, 10 o'clock this morning, but you're back at the Center on Main to basically do what? That's right. We are there to to be that connection for all things Bell Cheese. If if folks are looking for a job at Bell Cheese, we are going to be that open door opportunity. And, um, you know, it, you can kind of look at it like we're going to help you reserve your spot at Bell Cheese today. You're going to come in, you're going to talk with a electrical hiring pro, and um, they're going to figure out like which shift you want we're going to reserve that spot for you and then we're going to line up your orientation to follow that and and get you started working as soon as possible i know one of the things we have talked about over the weeks is when you do something new uh, or maybe something you haven't done for a long time there's some level of anxiety or stress or fear is this the right decision what do i do i don't want to mess this up and that's kind of what you all are there to do is take all of the anxiety and the stress away i know you got a couple of important people that are there part of the process uh who who is who is casey who is she casey so um her and this is her short it is the letter k and the letter c that's her nickname but that's what we call her she is our newest staffing coordinator um she is she is excellent. She is a great people person. I tell you, she just she loves connecting with everybody that walks through the door. And then also today, you're going to meet our branch manager from the E-Town office, Miss Terry. She is, I know she's less well known in this area, but I tell you, in E-Town, everybody knows this lady. And they call her Mama Terry, and it's <laughs> awesome. She's your, she's your, like your number one cheerleader to getting into a career position. Well, when you walk through that door, you want a smiling face. You want some, someone who's welcoming, someone who can kind of make you feel at ease. And I can tell that both of these ladies are are able to do that. So take the leap and go to the center on Main today and start the process of joining uh, Bell Brands. Thirteen to thirteen thirty five an hour, and you just need two forms of ID today. And um, you'll, as you mentioned, Lacey, you kind of be securing securing the spot. Anything else we need to know as far as incentives or telling a friend or anything that's important this morning, Lacey? Of course. I mean, we've got a $100 referral bonus. So if you get hired on with us, that's going to make you eligible to start telling your friends, start telling your family members, and then you're going to get that bonus um, as soon as they meet those minimum requirements. If you can't get there before 2 o'clock for some reason, LuttrellStaffing.com is a place you can turn. Also, I will presume you can engage with me on Facebook, Lacey. Always on Facebook. Yes, sir. All right. 270 900 is also a number, LuttrellStaffing.com. Lacey, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. See you soon. Thanks, right. Mark. That's Lacey Bowen from the Luttrell Staffing Group, Bell Cheese Hiring Event, 10 to 2 at the Center on Main. We don't get Bell Cheese as a perk of our job, but it would be nice. Can, can we set that up? Sure. I think you might know somebody, right? I'm sure that I do, but can we get Sam in the cow costume? 
Um, it's not I just have, the cow costume, Stephen. It's the laughing cow costume. I have I'm been sorry. In, you ever in, seen the sad cow? Can we make can we make that happen? I've been in my mascot costumes before. They're they're not too fun. <laughs> so I've, have I've, I. I've been a oh 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 oh. <laughs> do you, Stephen? Do you stand for the Olympic fanfare? I thought he was about to do the high jump or something. Well, I would, but I would have got fussed for being out of frame, so I won't this time. You would, you would can. knock the roof off the frame. There's, get you there. There's no doubt. No, that's okay. <laughs> so, with a couple of days to go, are the Olympics happening? Yeah, I think so. Isn't it too so. late? It, is that's my question? It isn't it too late to pull the plug on the Olympics? I mean, this what we're three days away from the opening ceremonies. Yes. Yeah, for them. Well, I guess really even less than that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's Friday. Friday evening is when NBC is showing them. But um, it'll really be Friday morning for us, right? I, I guess. I don't know what um, the time difference yeah, is. it's it's going backward. They're they're still on our side of the international dateline, so they're they're definitely ahead of us. Um, but the people of Tokyo have decided they you know they're against it. They're they're. They're very vocal about. They think that this is not in their best interest, but um, it's got to be too late. Yeah, I think so too. But now in the Olympic Village, you're seeing some positive tests. You know, there have been some uh, at least one swimmer who said he did not want to get the vaccine because he didn't want to lose the training time if he had uh, side effects from the vaccine. Uh, Olympians are definitely younger and they feel more resilient and are less likely to opt. But I'm, I know some Olympic committees have made it a prerequisite. In fact, I've seen news stories that, uh, in places where even your aging population didn't get priority for the vaccine in countries where vaccine was really at a premium, they vaccinated their Olympic athletes first. So they could go and then put their senior citizens secondary to that. So you're getting a mixed bag. But I've just had this uneasy feeling as we've ramped up to the games that have already been delayed a year that something's going to happen last minute and they're going to say no. I'm honestly surprised that they didn't say, hey, you're going to be there two weeks prior to the start of the opening ceremonies. We're going to have that J&J shot ready for you. We're going to throw it in your arms. So then you got the two weeks when you're ready. Then by the time the ceremony's ready to go, we're golden. All right, so I'm I'm good with that strategy, except you've got cyclists who were in Paris two days ago that are just now making their way to Tokyo. As as they say, that's too darn bad. For a cycling (laughs) race that's on... I'm not even sure I knew that cycling was an Olympic sport. Sam, breakdancing is an Olympic sport. If breakdancing is, everything is. And if you're not, as an Olympic athlete, and being an athlete myself and my distant past now the the level of of physical fitness that these people have if you're not ready two weeks up to the point i know you're fine-tuning certain things and stuff but uh to sam's point that that two-week quarantine or 20 days or three weeks or heck a month and if the cyclists miss it or whoever else but but i mean other than the cyclists i guess you can use the excuse for like devin booker who's right now playing in the nba finals and he keldon johnson yeah, but yeah, he just got he named just in got the last named, two just days. Just got named to the team, but you can. I'm use sure that. Devin Booker would set out the Olympics. <clears throat> I guess, well, I guess. Yeah, he would to win a world championship. Absolutely, he would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. But yeah, yeah, I would, would presume so. But so my question is then: if Team USA is already there, 
But then they get someone who tests positive, like they did, uh, from men's basketball, and you have to call up somebody. So do you have to travel with alternates? Do you have to? I think so. That's what the gymnastics team has done. It was at the gymnastics trials. They took the team members, and then they took the, if they can't compete for whatever reason, here are the people we'll throw in last and didn't minute. didn't one of the alternates test positive, I believe, on the maybe, gymnastics team? Maybe. I think I, I, think I read Ecker that. Ecker or something well, like there, that. So there's, I, yeah, I don't know. So what. there's so much positivity and unknowing, and what this goes back to my initial point. It's creating a stew of uneasiness for me that at what point is the tipping point where they go, sorry, we can't do this. I mean, they canceled. They didn't cancel the Olympics last minute, but they canceled the girls' Sweet 16 mid-session. They canceled the SEC tournament after a day of play. They did, they've done other cancellations during this process that were seemingly too late to do, but I don't know that the uh, uh, the Kentucky high school girls basketball Sweet Sixteen is in the same. I mean, the well, amount of the, it's not on the same level. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but I think it's just also you got to think the amount of money too. Especially, I mean, how much does NBC? Mingy beef jerky and American Express are very similar, or no, I'd Mastercard, I'd like or whoever's sponsoring some, some Mingy beef jerky. But I don't know. So I, Tokyo doesn't want it. The citizens uh, of Tokyo. I'm, I'm honestly surprised that they didn't say, "Hey, America, you've already got these these stadiums Facilities. ready. Yeah, how about you all just host it this year, just because we got nowhere else to go." Stephen, last week I said they should move them to Florida, but they would have to change it from track and field to crack and field. But I mean, but <laughs> I I I said Caneyville. Crawdad Stadium welcomes the. I was about to buy. <laughs> you might have to spruce up the walking track I mean, a little can, bit can for you the track and field events. Devin Booker taking the floor at the Caneyville Purple Flash Center. Oh no, he no. They do. They, they do play the three school. on three out back. They play down by the creek. Oh, okay, yeah, with where there's no net and the then the rim is bent and the backboard's rusted out. I mean, who wouldn't want to watch that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I was going to buy. A shirt, an Olympic shirt, like for the Tokyo Games, just to be like supportive and say, "Hey, I'm supporting the Olympics. Love the Olympics. Enjoy watching." But I won't buy it because it's that all of it says 2020. It's weird. I will not buy. I'm not buying a shirt that says 2020. Well, see, on. and I, I was reading some Wikipedia articles just because it has good information on when the games are <clears throat> happening, who's playing, and it keeps saying, you know, like soccer in the 2020 Olympics. It's like no, this is the Mm-mm. no, this yeah. is weird. Not 2021. Listen, I I survived it. I lived through it. I don't. I'm not commemorating it. Maybe in that's the reason form. they're having all the issues because they keep calling it, it the 2020. Could be. But this may be this may be the final nail in the coffin. Uh-oh. There's been an oyster invasion in Tokyo that's threatening a key Olympics venue. Tens of thousands of pounds of mollusks were found clinging to floats. At the Sea Forest Waterway in Tokyo, which is set to host the rowing and canoeing events for the upcoming Olympics. Get me a fork and, and a pot of water, and I'll help. A little Tabasco. Yeah, that's all. A little horseradish <laughs> sauce. And a little... I like some oysters. So if the COVID doesn't get you the oysters, Will, is this basically... I'll take one for the team. The story, the story of the 2020 Olympics that are being held in 2021. It's just all confusing.
Maybe we'll just get through it. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Today's water cooler question. It'll be your chance to win. Going to change it up a little bit. We'll tell you how coming up here on In the Know. And I think you probably do, but for the purposes of putting a label on it, did you know 96% of candles sold are purchased by women? I'm in that 4%. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You've never bought a candle? No. Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I have multiple candles. 96 out of 100 candles purchased are purchased by a woman. Yeah, and I'll be in that four percent. Usually, big numbers like that surprise. That one doesn't surprise me. It and I'm not anti-candle. I may buy a candle from time I, to time. I, but, I, I enjoy it. But you may buy two or three, and a woman might buy. Yeah, six no, or yeah, eight. no, That's yeah, no. no the, I've never. I don't think disparity. I've ever bought more than two at a time. That's true. But if you just think of them in in the hundreds, for every hundred candles, ninety six of them are purchased by a woman. Totally believable. I mean, that's if think, it was eighty twenty, I would even believe it. But ninety six percent is. I think the a biggest difference number. is that I I will spend probably a tenth of the amount of money that someone else probably would on a candle. I go to that cheapest section I can get and grab it. Make it relative, Mark. When's the last time you bought a candle? That's what I was trying to think. Mm-hmm. When was the last time I bought a candle? Probably. It was probably some school fundraiser or something. Yep. Probably. You know, it was probably some kid came by and said, we're selling can- candles for scouts or whatever. Like, okay, I'll buy one. But <laughs> I don't know that I went to the store and said, you know what I need today? I need a good candle. <laughs> so you don't you don't go into the store there when you're walking through the shopping mall and, and stop in and smell them all? No, it, it is a vulgarity of smells. <laughs> there are too many of them. It's like going to Bath and Body Works. There are too many smells. Can you hide some of the smells so I can enjoy two or three of them, but it just turns into this? It's like all of the musical instruments playing at the same time. They don't sound good when they're all good together. That's so. a decent question, too, by, by Glenna. You know, the percentage of the battery-powered candles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't own any uh, of the battery-powered ones. We have some or the warming Christmas, We have some Christmas candles that are battery-powered, and they look great, but it does make me feel a little bit. Like your cheating? Fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I really like them and they're pretty and they do a good job, but I look at them and I go, you're not a real candle. The only candle. You're the Pinocchio. Of you know, you're not a real boy. <laughs> you think about the hunting lodge some guys have. You don't just venture to look around and find a candle. Maybe one, <laughs> maybe one burning in the bathroom. Yeah. But you're not going to see a, um, um, a cucumber melon up on the shelf. No, but you're taking your life into your own hands if you just light a match in some hunting cabins. You're so exactly just right, be, very, yeah. be very careful in that regard. Here's today's water cooler question. It's your chance to win. We're going to do today is we're going to use the text line. Uh, text your answer to 270-259-6000, and you'll get your choice of theme park tickets today. You can choose Holiday World, you can choose Kentucky Kingdom, or you can choose Beach Bend. You text your answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. On average, it takes men two and a half years to do this. On average, it takes men two and a half years to admit this. To admit this? 270-259-6000. You text your answer. We're using the text line today. 
Mm. On average, it takes men two and a half years to do this. I'm just going to say. What is it? Burn a candle. <laughs> Interesting. I was thinking about this this morning. I thought, I don't know when I admitted to this, but it's been so long ago I couldn't even begin to think. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> On average, it takes men two and a half years to do this. What is it? Text your answer to 270-259-6000. Are you all struggling with this? I have literally nothing. I think I got, what do you think? What do you think? Those two. Yeah. Okay. We're kind of in the same. Yeah, we're in the we're in the same kind of ballpark over okay. here. ACDC has launched a launched a new line of kids wear for your little rockers. If you need to buy some onesies for your kids, for those about to rock, my dad rocks, my mom rocks. I, as someone who just watched the Kiss documentary not too long ago, I kind of feel like. You'll never outmerch Kiss, so I'm not sure why AC. I mean, I'm fine with merch, but it seems a little. I got an old Van Halen T-shirt with the sleeves cut out of it that is like juxtaposition on me, but okay. man, it's cool. It, you mow the yard in it. Wait a minute. <clears throat> we spent a long time yesterday talking about cool. You said, "Man, it's cool." Now. Don't you mean, man, you think it's cool? Or do you mean it has enough holes in it that it's vented that you are you get a breeze and you stay cool when you're mowing in it? Yes. Have, I, have either of your children walked up and said, Dad, that's a cool shirt? No. Okay. Then well, in I, my mind, that I makes it cool. <laughs> really? Okay. I, I, would, I would object... Um, yeah, I, I would object that yeah. to that that you're wrong. Okay, you're, do you all have any guesses? You're getting a selfie of me. Uh, I've got a couple. Of, are you wanting us to say our guesses? You can guess. I'm not going to tell you if you're uh, right or wrong. I said losing their hair. Okay. Or going gray. Losing their hair or going gray. Stephen, did you still not come up with anything? I went to the other end of the spectrum when boys start getting underarm hair. Oh, I see. But it's okay. but that would be a boy. That that's, not a a boy. Man, that's not so, a man. They are yeah. different things. Yeah. By the way, um, if your number ends in twenty four twenty three, you were the first to identify they're balding. They're balding. Takes men two and a half years to admit, on average, they are balding. I've been bald for so long, I don't even know when I realized I was. So I have, I have no idea. But so, congratulations. We'll get with you twenty four twenty three on uh, being a big winner of uh, theme park tickets of your choice. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got chart toppers, point to ponder, pearl of wisdom, and more coming up here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Isn't a microwave minute longer than a normal minute? You just took a stake to Stephen's heart. Why? He had one. He had a ponderance of, the, of his. You didn't ask me if you could ponder. Today. 
I've been asking you several times, and you always just throw it to me when I'm not prepared. <laughs> Today I'm prepared. But, but yes, yes, the microwave minute that's exactly, is exactly. But that's the that's the purpose. I knew you were prepared, so pull the rug out from under you. Answer my question: Is a microwave <laughs> minute longer than a regular minute? I don't care. All right, what were you pondering? I'm not telling. You really not? No. All right, you asked to talk about the Olympics. So and, that's my and, one. And you got to talk about the Olympics. Okay. So if you had other requests, you should have stated those at the beginning. However, we do have an extra 60 seconds if you'd like to ponder something before you go. No. Okay. I'm going to pass. Fine. On television tonight, it is game number, was this going to be game five? Of the finals six. or the game six? Six. Yeah. All right. Three, two. Three, two bucks. Hmm. I almost said the the Greeks thinking Antetokounmpo. So the Suns are. How do you say his name? I say Antetokounmpo. Oh, Antetokounmpo. I don't care how you say it. I think you it's just. Antetokounmpo. I won't even try it. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, all right. I just call him by his first name. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. He's Greek got, freak. He's got first name status, and as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. Do you know any okay. other Giannis's? Um, I know a family member who has family, or I know a friend who has family member in. No, never mind. That's Johannes. Never mind. In Germany. Uh, Yanni, the musician, but I don't know Giannis. Yeah, I don't don't think that's the same. He's old man Antetokounmpo's boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, game six tonight. Um, so the, the Suns are in a must-win situation. Fox season two finale of Mental Samurai. The Flash, the season seven finale on the CW. And on History Channel, America's Book of Secrets special on 9-11. American sense of security was severely shaken. But what are the most dangerous threats to the U.S. today, both foreign and domestic? Hmm. See, Joe Biden is one. Looks like we'd hold on to that stuff. Hopefully, we've already it's been declassified, mitigated. President the risk. Trump declassified all of it. He just signed us on his way out the on his way out the door. <laughs> Today's highlight in history: this date, nineteen sixty nine, astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin became the first men to walk on the moon after reaching the surface. In their Apollo 11 lunar module. Is that why we did Blue Origin today? I think that had something to do with it. Sure. Of course. If they wanted to do, if they wanted to do the anniversary of the launch, though, they would have done it yesterday. And I would also say, I would tell Richard Branson, haha on you, a lot more people would have paid attention to your space flight had you not done it on a Sunday and done it on a Tuesday instead. Yeah. Did you watch Richard Branson? No. Oh, oh there's yeah. our tornado Storm sirens, sirens today. This is a test. <laughs> Birthdays today. Of course, I, I should also disclose that Stephen came in saying that someone asked him about the launch, to which he said, I didn't know we were launching. Is that true? Or were you just wind jamming me? 100% true. I honestly forgot all about it until when I was driving in, I got a notification on my watch that said hey they're in they're on the way to get ready tg shepherd is 77 today kim carnes is 76 carlos santana is 74 actor sandra O oh is 50 supermodel giselle bunchen is 41 mrs tom brady mm. or is or is she mr is he mr giselle bunchen she's got way more money than oh, he yeah, does yeah she's filthy rich i don't think she's the best at her craft julianne hoff is 33 <laughs> And he certainly is. She's not the Tom Brady of supermodels? I don't think so. Is some lady named Smith? Yes. Yeah. The best of her craft? 
Washington Nationals pitcher Stephen Smith, <laughs> Stephen Strasburg, not Stephen Smith, is thirty three today. <laughs> is he really thirty three? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought he was that old. Gone but not forgotten. Sir Edmund Hillary was born in nineteen nineteen. Dan Rooney, Sam's favorite football owner, was born in nineteen thirty two. I can't speak ill of the dead. Chris Cornell from Soundgarden <laughs> was born in this date in nineteen sixty four. I have come to learn Sam doesn't like anything about Pittsburgh. The Permani brothers, thats it's a decent sandwich. I'll although, give them that. Although, Sam, without Pittsburgh, you wouldn't have any water coming down from up there to form the Ohio River, of which Cincinnati resides. Listen, have you ever seen the Ohio River? I have. It's its not a... Uh, but what would you do without it, Sam? That's what um, I'm saying. Well, we wouldn't have the Brent Spence Bridge, so we wouldn't have all that construction, <laughs> yeah, so that'd be a decent thing. Cincinnati wouldn't be a thing without the Ohio River. Nor would Louisville, by the way. Chart toppers. Paducah. 1955. I like those moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good moves. <clears throat> Do you break those out during bank hours? If I need to. You need to? Do you wear the bobby socks and the poodle skirt, or you do the rolled-up jeans and the T-shirts with gotta, the rolled-up yeah. sleeves? I'd have to go get a pack of cigarettes to put in my T-shirt yeah, I, sleeve. I, I think our candy cigarettes are candies, gone. Yeah, they're they, I gone. think they've they've disappeared. I don't know what happened to them. They're around somewhere. The girl from Ipanema, the girl from Ipanema number one, in 1964. So, interestingly enough, at the Rio Olympic Games... This is the song that Giselle Bündchen walked across the stadium to in the opening ceremony. Is she Brazilian? I believe so. I didn't know that. I thought she was like European or something. I had no idea. Let's go ahead to 1973 and Three Dog Nights with Shambhala. It's fun to say. A picture was taken from Pittsburgh. <laughs> really <laughs> muddy and in front of Three River Stadium. Muddy and <laughs> full of terrible, love. and you, I could smell it from here. <laughs> Let's go to 1982. Yes, Johnny right. Cougar. I think by '82, by Whoa. this song, he was John Cougar. I was three, but man, that's good music. Were you wearing a bandana around your neck with uh, motorcycle chaps and a Say, leather vest? I was wearing three. a Van Halen t-shirt with the sleeves cut off. And you're still trying to wear that steel rocket <laughs> t-shirt. Tells you how long, how often I wear it. 1991, Alan Jackson, number one. My heart ain't ready for the road stone. Okay. Not a concert goer, but I have seen Alan Jackson. Uh, Pretty good show. You mean in concert? Yeah. Or just sort of like walking around, <laughs> like in yeah. Gatlinburg? Yeah. <laughs> in 2000, Leanne Womack, number one. Didn't Alan Jackson used to have a restaurant in Pigeon Forge? I think so. Isn't that Dolly? <laughs> Dolly owns everything else. <laughs> Alan Jackson owns that one thing, I think, and uh, Dolly owns everything else. I learned else. that Paula Dean has one, too. Yes, she does. Yeah, she does. That's a song I danced with my mother to at my wedding. At the landing. Oh, you, really? I hope you dance. Imagine that. Yeah, she picked it. Huh. All right. 2009, 
Katy Perry, number one, waking up in Vegas. Oh, you're only going to give us like five seconds, Katie? I'm, I'm getting a lot of messages, people wanting to know what Steven was pondering. I have no personal effect to Katy Perry in that song. Girls like you, Maroon 5. Number one three years ago today. What are you trying to say about Katy Perry? I was trying to come up with something personal to every song. And that one I oh, had nothing. You had nothing. You never woke up in Vegas? Only one day. Okay. <laughs> they asked you to leave. <laughs> you were the one. <laughs> Sir. Well, you've seen a lot of nonsense in our time. But <laughs> What's the ponderance? <laughs> Can I go ahead with it? I mean, we're already late, but... Yeah, sure. Ponder it. When you rip a hole in a net, there's actually fewer holes. <laughs> That's true. Did you read my board yesterday? I know you read my board today, but... No. All right, so my board yesterday said when you add one train to one train, you still have one train. Yeah. So isn't that kind of like the net? Could You could conceive it's it weird. You and I must have been reading the same things. Same same books recently. You're on the same wavelength. MB's, no, don't say that. That's scary. <laughs> MB's for both pro, of us. MB's <laughs> Pearl of Wisdom for today. There are two kinds of people who don't say much. Those who are quiet and those who talk a lot. <laughs> two kinds of people who don't say much. Those who are quiet and those who talk a lot. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Stephen Smith, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.